0: Well, you've seen those pictures of uh, of the world at night.
1: Packing bowls and freeing souls from America's heartland. You're listening to Bowl After Bowl with Lorian and Spencer.
2: Jesus Christ, why don't you put some goddamn clothes
1: on? Oh, I feel stupid now. Um, it's the weed. It
3: is on, folks. It is on. It is on. And I'll fight you. You better be streaming sats!
2: That's right! Streaming sats! Boosting grams! Doing all of that crazy Motu shit! And uh... Finally back alive In a jive Only about an hour and 45 minutes later than expected But hey! We're still bringing it to you A special edition of Bowl After Bowl I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City.
1: I'm Dame DeLorean.
2: And joining us today, the one, the only, the own, the only lavish.
1: Woo!
0: Hour 45. Oh, I'm sorry.
2: Uh, We got hour 45. (laughs) That's what you said. (laughs) Uh, Ah, Jesus. Ah, Tonight has just been the night, man. Tonight has been the night.
0: You gave it the the rhyme. I can't turn down a good rhyme. I love I love to have a good rhyme, um, all the time.
2: The rhyme so. makes it it makes the pain a little bit more. I don't know. Bearable, I guess, is a word for it.
0: This is the way life is. You know, life is poetry like this, and and moments like these, it's when the poetry breaks and when the the uh, the you get the dissonant notes, you get the the sharps, the flats. Oh, man. This is this is part of the orchestra of life.
2: It indeed is indeed. You gotta you gotta roll with the punches, man. And we really appreciate you hanging out for this extra almost two hours waiting for us to iron out <laughs> some routing issues in uh, Motu. And for you lucky bastards that are listening uh, later on at the recorded episode um, and not listening live, um, we we had decided you know on a nine central start time. And I told Lavish like I want to hop in a little bit early to test because I know there's gonna be re- Routing issues because I hadn't done a guest yet. Uh, I've been a guest, which is fine because I'm just sending my signal out Mm. and I can do mix minus. Um, But the problem was I couldn't Mm. do a mix minus and a mix plus basically, right? Because when you're recording with a guest, you got to have both.
0: Yeah. When Yeah.
2: When you're as a guest and somebody else is recording the shit, you just send them the mix minus. You don't need the mix plus. It's fine.
0: It gets, compl- it just adds one element. All it takes is one single element. One
2: kink, man.
0: To be like, oh, it doesn't work anymore. The whole thing just doesn't, yeah.
2: It's like if your fat uncle standing on the hose when you're trying to.
0: Mm-hmm. And you're oh, like, yeah.
2: what could it be? And then you look at the hose and then he gets off of it and it just soaks you in the face.
0: It just blasts you, master blasts you. For me, I don't have, I mean, I've got a fat uncle, no doubt. But for me, it's <laughs> always this damn, this one like light that I have in my lawn. Oh, and, you yeah. know, I get this beautiful hose, you know, this gorgeous hose. And just that light will fuck me every time, uh. every single time that light will fuck me. Like, I'm going to rip that thing out, man. <sighs> you, you know, you know what I'm talking
2: oh, about. Oh, no doubt, man. Yeah. yeah. So I guess just to sum up the problem and solution, I want to thank Booberry. <laughs> thank you, Boobs. My man Booberry. It's always solving the problems. And we actually solved it on our own free clean feed version so we didn't need clean feed pro to come in and save the day what we needed was all of these motus uh outputs split up into just uh two at a time and the reason for that is in these in most of these applications uh what the moto by default gives as an output to the computer is um you can do channels 1 and 2 or you can do channels 1 through 24 so 1 through 24 obviously you just sends everything. It's like just a big thick boom of sound of all these different inputs. And then one and so two not a mix just, minus, it's just, just one the mix. Yeah, exactly. The full yeah. mix. And so mix. I'm setting it up, right? In my routing, I kind of finally figured out how to route shit and what this chart and all these squares mean and shit. And so I'm sending one and two to you, which doesn't have your own voice in it so that you don't hear that horrendous echo. And then To the stream, I'm sending one through 24. To Audition, I'm sending one through 24. The problem is that those two apps will only see two inputs. They see a stereo input for left and right. So Mm. I can send them one through 24, but they just see one, they see two, and then they don't see anything else because they can't read 24 inputs.
0: You know, uh, I just want to say Phone Boy was talking about this in Hog song talking about the phone companies and how back when Bell used to run everything, it was a smooth machine because they ran everything. Yeah. The Telephone lines are an example in certain capitalistic societies where if you want a monopoly, that's where you want it. You want your phone company to have a monopoly or something so sure. that everything works all in one thing. With this particularly, you got all these moving parts, right? You've got the software you've got the hardware you've yep. got different elements that you're connecting together and in the end it just all fucking doesn't work together unless it it does with the exact shit that you need and you just always need more shit yep the yep. The, the addition of shit and then there and then you get all the shit and then you get to the adam curry level where you have like literally a, a fantastic high quality in-house studio and then he's talking about how now it's about for him it's about downgrading. It's about getting rid of cables, getting rid of shit. Yeah. And it's this constant ebb and flow of adding and removing shit.
2: Well the mode two, I will say, was great for getting rid of the, the big bulky board, but I like the bulky board because it has sliders, you know, it's got the physical mm-hmm.
0: It's got knobs mm-hmm. you
2: can touch and feel. It's got sliders you can slide. And that's up important.
0: And that's important.
2: And this has all of that, but it's all software. And mm. so you know, I gotta click a tab, I gotta wait for that to load, and then I can't grab it with my fingies. I gotta use a mouse to drag it up and down, like...
0: Nah, dude. Why? I want that knob to be made of such hard brass that it's, like, cold to the touch when I first go to pinch it. No doubt. Nothing... I wanted it to actually freeze my hand. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, nothing else is even <laughs> close to acceptable. I mean, come on.
0: No. What else is the point? Why else would you do it? That's part of the fun, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Why would you ride a horse and take care of a horse go to the trouble of having a horse if you didn't ride it through the woods you know what I'm saying You got, it's the point of having the thing is you want to take it for a ride ride the pony if that makes sense if that makes sense I right. hope that makes sense
2: no I gotcha alright Um. so for those new to the to programming program format the bowls with buds are just special episodes that we release every once in a while we have some buds in the bowl and we just chat it out talk about it uh, they're irregular they're not on a set schedule. It's just kind of like, when can we get together? When can our buds make it? And uh, we've been trying to schedule more of them. We took a step back and we hadn't been doing them a lot. And then Lorian kind of grabbed the torch and booked some people. So yes. I appreciate that because I can't, you know.
1: Yeah, you got it.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's she's who reached out to me for the record.
2: Yeah, there you go. She got Quirk S last uh, Wednesday. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I should say two Wednesdays ago technically, Wednesday of last week. And uh, speaking of Quirkass, I must say she had a donation come in during the show on Tuesday, and so she will be executive producer of this little uh, shindig here, Ooh. Lavish.
0: Oh, very nice. Um,
2: by the way, if you're still listening along in the bowl and you have a question for Lavish personally, uh, we want to thank you dearly for sticking through all of the technical difficulties and all of the other stuffs. Um Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad, actually, that uh, the hoggeroos had to push to tonight because that gave some people something to listen to while we were uh, <laughs> shitting our pants over here on uh, with our heads on fire. <laughs> um, but Quirk S did leave us a note. She sent us uh 1369, by the way. Oh,
4: 69! Mm, 69, nice. 69, dude! And she <laughs> says,
2: uh, you are the best damn love buds this side of the cosmos. Keep it wet. And dank, smoky, and jokey. Thank you for a super rad and wonderful night with you both. Love you much. Green heart, purple heart, red heart. Mm. Thank you, Quirkes. You are wonderful and lovely. And yes. Yes, indeed, she uh, is. Phone boy rightly points out he is on deck. He's in the batter's circle for That's the right, next Bowls dumb.
0: with Buds. He's the next guy.
2: Next Wednesday.
0: Next Wednesday. That's oh, so funny. he's going to be on the regular scheduled uh, Bowl. We'll be just joining you on a regular Wednesday then. No, we're usually on Tuesday. Oh, I'm sorry, Tuesday. Sorry, Token I'm, Tuesday, yeah, Token come on. Tuesday. <laughs> I'm, I'm over it. He'll be
2: he'll uh, be on the day after. So the we, day after Wednesday. So you're doing is a the, double uh, header. Yeah,
1: bowl after bowl after bowl.
2: Wednesday That's right. is the busiest day in podcasting. I think I've kind of discovered. Well, you got
0: Rare Encounter. You got a lot of times. seat sitter will drop on Wednesday, and then you've got Nick the Rat. He'll
2: do anywhere from one to seven shows on a Wednesday. That's her seat-sitter character,
0: dude. I know he'll do the he'll do these weird like uh, double, triple headers where yeah. he'll like take a half hour, hour break, and then bring on someone else do another hour and a half or two hours or whatever. Yeah, we just did a dad.
2: I did a dad cast with him on Wednesday. And, uh, oh, it was Chris with uh, myself and uh, Dean Reiner of Up Is Down. I did. I caught a little bit of that and Larry from that Larry Show and uh, Planet Rage, Larry Blinder. Mm-hmm. So it was cool, and then Meetus joined us about uh, halfway through. Um,
0: dads only, then.
2: Yeah, it was all dads. It was all dads yeah, all the time. Yeah. yeah, it was cool. It was fun. Nice. Don't know. Nice. Uh, that'll that'll be published imminently, I'm sure.
0: God damn it! But, I love uh, I love Sir Seed Sitter, and I love Abs in a Six Pack. I think that uh, I think it's a very unique show, even in the NA sphere with everything that's going on. I, I think agree. That, yep. He's doing something really. He's striking a man that's really cool and uh, very like chaotic. He's he's chaotic good, if that makes sense. I know. Oh, yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that. I love having that element around here. We need more of that.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's easy to fall into like the same old you know kind of thing, and yeah. it, it's cool in a in a sense because we borrow from each other a lot. I mean. Many aspects of this show and the way that we do this second iteration of Bull After Bull, uh, probably half of our stuff and our notes and our, I don't know what you want to say, like we take our points from, from Hog's Story, you know, like the live stream and the IRC and everything that they had set up, we kind of branched from what they had going, you know. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. we've tried to do different formatting stuff to where we're not just like another hog story. Um, cause you sure. c- I mean, you couldn't be another hog story cause you'd have to be John and Carolyn first, but,
0: mm. um but there's a certain thing that they've captured that like, you don't want to, you want to do something else. You don't wanna, yeah, do want, to be, really want to. Yeah. They do something really great. That would be easy to, to do, you know, like not easy to do, but easy to fall into because it's just a great format that they have. Yeah. Know?
2: I like uh, th- there's this one book that always stuck out to me, and I've read probably seven or eight times. It's called "Steal Like an Artist" by Austin Kleon, and it's, <laughs> it's kind of a manifesto of how an, uh, how good artists work, whether the artist is a musician or the artist is a podcaster or the artist is a Any is a basketball player. You know, oh uh, yeah, the guy definitely. interviewed a bunch of different uh, you know athletes and artists and other people to like look through the creative process and you'll find that all of the greats stole a lot of their moves from the greats that came before them. And we all stand yeah. on the shoulders of giants. So um, it's just kind of the natural progression and evolution of art in itself. Like it comes from somewhere, but then you take all of those things, you mush them together and you add your own sauce to
0: it and you make it uniquely yours. I think the job of the artist is to identify other great art, and then take what they think is great, and then when they create art, they add all of those elements, all the greatest elements, the greatest ofs from this and that and everything. And then, of course, I think as an artist, you you are inevitably, whether you want to be or not, a product of your time and your place. Yeah. And so whatever you do, whatever art you create, whatever inspirations that you take, whether it be Shakespeare or... Uh, Indian spiritual texts or whatever. No matter what you do, and you compile your own collage, you take your own spin on it. You're going to do it in your own way, no matter what. So you you put that stamp, and that's the that's the beauty of art. And then somebody else comes along later down the line, and just the the chain continues. I think it's another
2: uh, cool aspect of it that's definitely in the mix is the the local consciousness that comes in from it. You know, because mm-hmm. like you're over there on on the left coast, but uh, we like, we know where everybody's from cause it's such a part of it. You know, mm-hmm. like John being in Texas while Carolyn is in Canada or like John being in California while Adam is in Texas, like all these right. different interlays and overlays and everyone's like, like I, I, in my brain, there's a big ass world map with all these pins of where the no agenda <laughs> people are. Man.
0: I know. Uh, it's, it's really impressive. Um, I love it, and I I think that it it does add an element just to know where everybody is. It once you once you know where someone's from, you can't help but look at them in the light of like their personality. Sure. Like, well, it it helps you know? to
2: explain a bit of identity and what they yeah. have going on. You know
0: exactly. Yeah, uh, but uh, we're we're all uh, we're all American or North American, with the Canadians involved as well. It this just is seems true. like okay. There is a, a united identity as well that's very interesting to note. No matter how far away we all are, we are all sort of part of something, which is kind and then of we,
2: then we've got confusing Griff over in the Kingdom of Kent. We've of course, got we've got everybody um, outside. A lot of Aussies in the uh, a prison state of Australia.
0: A lot of Aussies. It's an interesting
2: and, uh, community. This whole uh, NA thing, man.
0: And then the the Norwe- the Norwegians and the uh oh, sure yeah the Dutch. There's a lot because a of big the Dutch Adam chunk, Curry, yep. you know, yep. the Adam Curry connection. Like, like acid, and a lot of people in the troll room are Dutch, which I think is a great, yep. another uh, great void zero, perspective. void zero, of course. Um, yeah,
2: and you've got CSB who's like allegedly Polish, but I think he's just a <laughs>
0: a, pole a computer living server. In England. I think he's just a computer <laughs> server. He's always talking about AI. I think I think on a rack a somewhere in the, in the EU, yeah. <laughs> And uh Phipps, if you ever hit up Phipps in the chat Phipps. on the no he's from Germany, but I believe he's Canadian originally.
2: What? Well, just like mixing up the medicine. Or like Rob of the Volcano, he's a British dude living in Hawaii.
0: He's an expat. He's a he's a mercenary dude. He's very successful. Very smart guy. One of the smartest guys around. Sharp these parts. Fucking no sharp dude.
2: No doubt. Yeah, man, we uh, we, we are blessed with this community of people who, like, <laughs> as diverse as we me, are man. in background or in geography or whatever, interest, political lining, we all have this same sort of awareness of a certain thing,
0: you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what like, brings us uh, here, right? It
2: brings us all together in wild ways, man. We just uh, hung out with Mountain Jay, actually.
0: Oh yeah. Met up with where, her yesterday. What was yesterday. she doing?
2: She's out here looking around in the uh based state of Missouri for, you know, potential uh she's trying to she's trying to escape communist Colorado before it's too late. Oh dear. And doesn't like where things are going in Colorado and uh
4: Missouri.
2: I think we have a. I understand. Uh, we've got a little situation out here that's uh based in a lot of freedom, which is pretty cool, pretty nice. So Showed her different kind of two different spots of rural Missouri. It's like you can see the edge of rural Missouri, or and then we went deep into rural Missouri for another. Oh. We looked at a couple places out there, and then uh, we went to this. Uh, Lorian, you found the diner.
1: Yeah, it was called the Steakhouse. It's called the Panthers like, Steakhouse. Yeah, that's
0: it. Ooh, Panthers Panther Steakhouse. steakhouse. Panther I like
2: steakhouse it. Steakhouse in Nobnoster, Missouri. Nobnoster. All right. And uh, I would um, like to go to this joint. It's like you pull up outside and you're kind of like I don't know about it man I think it's uh, I don't know it's a little just <laughs> it's kind hard of to describe the outside It's like even. it could be sketchy but it could be I don't know you know what I mean like it's very
0: it's it could old be a and really dumpy spot or it could be a sick a hole in the wall painted yes.
2: on sign and phone number you know and then and then you go mm-hmm. in there and They've got all these old Coke bottles everywhere and it's like, it's the exact diner I was looking for. I was like, I want some place that's just the mom and pop local spoon.
0: You want a greasy spoon
1: dinner. Yep,
2: correct. And it was like. Yeah.
1: Checkerboard tabletop, Delivered on everything. Coca-Cola <laughs> memorabilia everywhere. A pinball
2: machine in the back. <laughs> there you go. Hello. Pinball yeah,
1: a pinball machine.
0: Like one that will really rob you. Really oh God, yeah. <laughs> no, it
2: was just it was uh um,
1: It was Nightmare on Elm Street. It was
2: the Nightmare on Elm Street table <laughs> and it was in meh playing condition, you know, but mm-hmm. you get you get the feel, you get the feel of that, you know? It uh-huh. had like a hand flipper God, feature that kinda works so like seventy percent of the
0: time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's part of the fun of it, too.
2: Yeah, exactly, man. That's yeah, it's a bigger challenge. And, you know, that's the thing about these old pinball machines. No matter what repair it's in, everybody on that high scoreboard is competing on the same table, you know. so.
0: Oh, yeah. You're looking at, you know, years and years of people trying to get this high score. Unless they unplug it, which is the sad thing.
4: No, Some of those machines, you, you unplug them. But
0: if it's yeah. really retro, it won't do that. I don't know. I hate it. I, I, I when, sometimes when you unplug those machines it deletes everything and that just
2: yeah it shouldn't be you know put a fucking <sighs> just, battery in the back man just keep
0: save some state data yeah come before on. they invented memory or something I don't know no, we don't need that oh, fucking idiots I
2: yeah, high score for you know the last six weeks
0: <laughs> I've definitely b- beaten machines where I've been like yeah I got the high score and then I come back later and it's gone and I'm like, oh, I, now I know why I got the high score. No. Uh, the best pinball machine I saw I saw recently at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the Rolling Stones pinball machine.
2: Ooh, uh, which one? Is it like a uh, brand new uh, Bally one or?
0: No, it's a, it's old school. It's from the 70s. I believe okay. it was made in 76. Nice. And uh, it has like obviously Rolling Stones tunes and shit. But the story is is that Keith Richards himself had this pinball machine for like 20 years or something and then he donated it um or sold it or something and ended up at the rock and roll hall of fame and i thought to myself, gee whiz i wouldn't mind having that
2: yeah no doubt yeah there are three rolling
0: stones pinball tables really Mm. is this what you've you've found out yes i always
2: i always crawl the um pinball database ipb ipdb.org
0: Oh my goodness. The internet pinball database. The
2: internet pinball database. And this thing is (laughs) fucking fantastic, dude. This thing, (laughs) it will show you pictures of the flyers from the thing, the back glass, the play field, all Uh, of it taken apart. If you need repairs, it probably has something in there. Um, And you can look up everything, like how many were made. So if it's the older one, uh, there's one from. That ran from 1980 to 05 from Bally, which is probably the one you're talking about. And they made 5,700 of them. And uh, it looks pretty cool. I've, see, I've played nice. a couple of Stones ones.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, From what I remember, it was like four Stones ones. But then again, I thought it was 76. Maybe I'm and off. And
2: then, um, well, and this is another thing. Like, it could be a one-off. Like, maybe it's a custom table. You know,
0: mm. Maybe. P- possible possible and possible
2: the newer stern one they've stern has been making these types uh I can't really describe it exactly. They made a bunch, like the, the Spider-Man table is in the same vein and the mm. um, Star Trek table is in the same vein. But
0: So you take your pinball shit seriously. You're, I love you're me pinball some
2: pinball, pinball man. I can nerd out very hard on some pinball for sure. Well, like, then there you go. I
0: did not realize, I'm not as into it as you are, my, but uh, this is awesome. I did not realize that you're a pinball connoisseur.
2: Oh yeah, i fucking. If there's a table there, like that'll make me go to a place I don't want to be. Even like I can, <laughs> I can handle it. It's like somebody will be like, um, if you know that that's a way to get me to go, you'll be like, hey, do you want to go to this thing? And I'll be like, no, absolutely not. And they'll be like, well, there's a pinball table. And they'll be like, uh, okay, all right, nice, okay. <laughs> Cause that's nice, yeah. you know, you go to a pinball table and then you can just put quarters in and, like, you're still there and, like, you made your parents, but you can just slap some pinballs around and, like, you don't mm-hmm. really have to fucking do anything else, you
0: know? And a lot of the time, if you're at a private thing and they've got the pinball machine, you don't have to put quarters in it at all. You can just that's pop exactly right. press the button. Flick it. Yep. Yep. And Does, that's uh, all you want to do, just flick the bean.
2: The dude uh, who owned the pizza joint in my hometown growing up made this place called Cookie's Pizza. And mm. Cookie had a very nice house and in his basement had all of like the pinball machines, you know, <laughs> hey, and then he, re-
0: uh, a cookie.
2: he retired when I was in high school and, uh, his daughter was a little bit younger than me, but she was on the swim team. So I think only like really kicked it there once, mm-hmm. but dude, all the fucking pinball tables. And just like you're saying, like the box was unlocked. So you could just flick the little metal thing. The quarters hit when they go through mm-hmm. and ba boom, you've got, you got endless credits, dude. My other uh, internet resource, by the way, pinballmap.com. dot com. If you go to pinballmap.com, dot com, you can enter any city or wherever you're at, and you can look around and boom, there's Ooh. all of the uh, crowdsourced info of where the pinball tables are in your
0: area. And hey, you might find a, new, you'll find a oh new
2: you find a new joint God. around you. You know,
0: Bay Area. There we go. Right now, I'm gonna. I'm sure there's a
2: shitload a of shit. uh, pinball out, out by your way.
0: I would imagine so. I would hope so. I hope everything's slow. Yeah, think you know. You got to wear a mask though. So around uh,
2: enter <laughs> your credits with a mask.
0: Yeah, well, around here, I, I mean, not that I'm used to it. I just fucking do it anyway because it's there are pros and cons with this whole thing going on in California. Sure, honestly. yeah, sure. The mask thing, blah blah blah. We can all we can really all honestly, genuinely gripe about the mask thing all day long. But aside from that, if I go out with the mask which is comfortable and of my choosing and really doesn't do anything. It's a perfectly comfortable cloth thing that I can loosen and sure. whatever. I, there's nobody out. And I can go out and I can get on the train. I can do whatever I want. And it's like nobody's like, there aren't a lot of crowds, especially on foot. Um, if, if I go on foot and I take some public transportation, it's things are like, it, as, as a Californian saying, I, my whole life is crowds and right, right. in line. Yeah. And like too much traffic, too, too much too lines, too much traffic and bullshit, and like just scheduling my day around traffic. And uh, in a way, it's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's so
2: wild. Like I've heard of happenings in Florida, or people visit Florida, and they're like, "Covid just isn't in Florida anymore." Like, there's no, co- there's no such oh, thing as Covid anymore. Here, it's like. It's very weird, man, because there are a lot of programmed motherfuckers in the city. Definitely, a lot, as you can imagine. Well, you um, live in a major
0: city, you know, yeah. so there's going to be that.
2: And uh, the thing about it is, I've been saying that, I've said this several times, that Kansas City is playing it sort of like they played Prohibition, where the signs are displayed and. Like the law is known and and everyone knows what the law is, and then as far but it's as just enforcement universally goes, universally not enforced. Right, right. Like people just, just look like the other whatever. way; they won't bother you. They'll say, "Have a nice day." Everyone just pretends that it's not going on, but mm-hmm. still posts the signs because they're required to post the signs and all this.
0: But if there's like a sheriff or something walking through, they aren't going to hassle you and right or fine you. Or well, the
2: whatever. cops are the last people to say anything about it. No, if anybody says anything about it, it's going to be. Some fucking... Karen's. Yeah, it's like some Karen, or more commonly just like a worker who just like is
0: like a fucking... I know it's dumb, but we got Too over-redditor. No, whatever. no, it's not
2: even like that. If people know it's dumb, they won't say anything to you. But if people get all self-righteous about it, that'll be it. Yeah. They'll be like, yeah, I thought
0: I See, that's what I find here in California is the most, the most sickening... Wait, is sickening the word? The, the most... Annoying people sure. are these these control freaks. It's all about control. It's all about, like, I'm doing my job, so I'm right. better than you. And yeah. that's the whole fucking... Or it's either that or it's, well, I have to do it, so you have to do it.
2: Or there's an inference that, like, you don't care about people. You know? Or you're,
0: oh, you right. don't care about people. Or there's the extreme of you're a biohazard and, and a murderer. For and not
2: frankly, like, as far as caring about <laughs> people you know we're, we're getting close to eight billion on this fucking rock and like I, I have love for everyone but my concern for everyone else's safety is nil like i just don't fucking care and i don't yeah. need to care like i care about my family and that's who i protect my immediate family and if you're out there doing whatever as long as it's not affecting me i do not fucking care that's when it matters is when it actually crossed the line i think a lot of people Uh, are just sold on like that we are crossing that line into their safety safety circle zone you know people people
0: simplify too much they think there's these sides where there's all these different opinions i I think that people watch too much tv they get wrapped up in the narrative and they just yeah they just simplify everybody all the time and it goes on on both sides you know i agree yeah not a lot of nuance involved
2: Oh, so there's only two sides? Is that what you're saying? Both sides? Well,
0: for some people, for a lot of people, there's only two sides. <laughs> and it's like, if you're on one side, you're on, side, you're on yeah. the other side.
2: No, I know what
0: you're saying. Oh, you, you're fucking with me. That's what I get. Um, nah, it's, it's fucking weird, man. It's it's uh, sad. I went to Ohio recently and came back, and it's the first time I've been to Ohio, which isn't really the Midwest. You wouldn't call it the Midwest. Nah, you no, know, it's more of the East Coast, it's Rust the Belt. Midwest.
2: They have a they have a funny thing going on, like from from I would say almost like I guess it really starts in Indiana and it goes all the way to like like Western Pennsylvania. Okay, that's like the Rust
0: Belt thing, you know. All the way to west, so like Pittsburgh. and you're still
2: you're like in Eastern time code, so you're still not.
0: You are in East Coast time.
2: You're on East Coast time, so you can't be the Midwest. First, no, because you're not you even on Central be. clock
0: but but it is but it is somewhere in between though and and Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania is so close and you can drive there pretty fucking quick and for a Californian where it takes me 6 hours to drive to Los Angeles like anywhere within oh, a 6-hour range is close to
2: me when you get east coast stuff things get crazy cuz you got yeah. the east coast eastern seaboard is like DC Philly New York Boston uh, <laughs> Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore all of that shit is just yeah. like within Couple of hours of each other, you know?
0: Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. I it's love crazy that. Crazy sauce. <laughs> a <laughs> third. So shit.
2: I was reading somewhere, and so this is like a number that can be fact checked or is probably bullshit or whatever, but like a third of the country lives within a, only a couple, either two or three hours of New York City. It's like yeah. one third yeah. of the whole country's population is in that circle around New York City. It's crazy. Mm.
0: Well, you've seen those pictures of. uh Of the world at night, you know, and and the like the continent lit up and all that shit. It always amazes me whenever I see a picture of the continent lit up, just how few people live west of the Mississippi River. The
2: uh, Nevada, if you look at Nevada, that shit's crazy. Because there's Vegas and pretty much nothing else. There's Reno, which is in near Vegas. There's Prim, which is near Vegas. But like the whole state is pretty much just desolate and abandoned.
0: Yeah, and a lot of well, a lot of Nevada and a lot of Arizona, and uh, and a little chunk of Idaho as well. It's it's if you've ever done the the drive to Reno, uh, if you go to Burning Man, you know Burning Man uh. is like Burning Man is like a solid two hundred miles out in the middle of fucking nowhere, in the middle of a desert in Nevada, in northern Nevada called Black Rock, and it used to be back in the day an old ocean, and so the the sand itself is a super fine. Very acidic alkaline sand that if you were to ever have wet feet and you were to step in it the sand would clot up in a way that it would be it would be like cornstarch if you've ever oh, gotten sure. starch, crunch right? crunch so if you move it, it <laughs> I mean it's very bizarre very bizarre material but but it's just hundreds of miles of that and you can't live on that you can't survive on that. No nothing can, yeah, so all of that land is just useless. It's very interesting.
2: So you mentioned that uh, you're wearing this cloth comfort
0: mask what
2: what What's your mask of choice, man?
0: My mask of choice is a mask that I got at my local uh, watering hole, the uh, the tap house, and it is a it has a, the top of it is a wire that so that I can fit that over my nose as I so desire. Yeah, and then I got the fucking string that's adjustable, so it, I can throw it down and, and it hangs over my neck like a necklace. Yeah, and I can throw gotcha. it on and I can adjust the ear straps and everything. So it's as comfortable as I can possibly get. And I live in California, so I gotta fucking wear one. So I no. just get the the most comfortable one, you know.
2: Now will will they give you that that I think can sauce? If you wear like a bandana, like a fucking old school bank uh, bank robber or train robber.
0: If you do the bandana, sometimes you get that, and I've done that. But the bandana has a weird thing around here. It's associated with gang shit, and it has sure. been for years. Well,
2: of course, yeah.
0: So if you wear a red bandana, you obviously look like a... Uh,
2: like, like a gang a banger. banger, sure. Yeah. Um,
0: so it's your choice See,
2: not. we had a little period of time where I was exactly where you are, what you're saying about... I I had battle fatigue about it, you know. Um, and I don't say that in a fucking...
0: Um, no, I understand. It's, it is it uh, is weak.
2: I had, Yeah, you don't want to... Every time you're going for milk and eggs, you don't want to have some fucking argument with some dipshit sitting at the door, right? Uh, no. And I experienced it, that in a- Ohio
0: when I went there. That all went away. And right. so I was just like, oh my God, this is so beautiful. It's just... It, when you get out of it, it's a breath of fresh air. It's 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 massive.
2: Well, here there was a couple of months where I was like, a, I was a bandana boy. And there were many of us. And a lot of us <laughs> were... Bandana boy. Construction guys or like the BNSF guys, like the railroad guys. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of the blue-collar... Labors. Yeah, a lot of blue-collar laborers did the bandana boy shit for a while. Sure. And then here where it all switched and where it all shifted was... The summer when they said, okay, if you got the vaccine, vax, then no more mask. Okay. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. then everybody, it was the opposite here, actually. Like what, And in fact, what happened was the people who had not been vaccinated and who could not be paid to give a fuck stopped wearing the mask. And we're just like, well, fuck you. You can't like make me prove I've been vaxxed or not. And I'm not wearing no mask. And, you know, fuck you. And no one was asking. Mm. No one was asking whether you were vaxxed or not. It was just assumed if you weren't wearing a mask, you were probably vaxxed. But what happened mm. was the vaxxed people were still scared and wearing masks, and then the unvaxxed people, and this is, you know, a generalization, but uh, the unmasked people everywhere. were just unmasking as well. And... um then it, that didn't last long. But then
0: they get spooked by those people that who aren't wearing a mask. Cause yeah, exactly. they're like, exactly. oh, they, they, yeah. they are not oh, vaxxed. They're just They're dicks. not
2: vaxxed. They're just pretending to be vaxxed.
0: And those guys are out. biohazards. If they would just mask up, all oh, this would end. If they would just mask up, then fit, we'd, fit, we it. wouldn't have to mask up anymore, which is like the most bizarre fucking logic you've yeah. ever heard in your life.
2: Oh, I know, no doubt. No, the the, the only thing is... <sighs> when everybody opts out and a lot of States have opted out and then a lot of people in States have opted out, but there just needs to be a critical mass of people who are like, yeah, this doesn't exist though. Mm-hmm. This is over. And the people, ah, it's tough, you know, because people,
0: it's a tough chemistry. You know, think, it's uh, its really an alchemy. I think it's really public perception and, and what they call group consensus. Right. And you have to just like, everybody has to be okay enough both men and women and everybody, everybody has to be okay enough to just just let go. And we haven't been able to get to that point. There's still, we're still at a tension where the people who would be the deciders who we don't like are just <laughs> gripping so tightly to this because it's, you know, they have to, they have to, if they don't, then they're fools. Right. And they haven't been given enough leeway and enough time and enough like bullshit excuses to actually back out of this catastrophe clusterfuck in which they've gotten us, and so it's just this slow pull. It's like it's like pizza dough, just fucking waiting for this thing to break, but it never does. And and when when we're on behind the schemes, you know, when we do this shit. My interest is like, why doesn't why doesn't it break? What is this chemistry that that it takes in order for these catalysts to actually? work and for things to go into motion and, and it's
2: wild uh, right like uh
0: we still have to, it's a prohibition shit. like you said it's yep. like we we do live this way we are free but we can't talk about it
2: yeah it's like uh <laughs> it's like the whole fucking world is a speakeasy you know mm-hmm. and uh yeah and most people that's the thing about the speakeasy man i i love the speakeasy because it's it's bathed both in local tradition and in everything I'm interested and it's
0: just in, which great is a thing, right?
2: And yeah, exactly. It it is the American spirit saying, All right, you know what? You telling me I gotta do this, but I live my own way. And so
4: mm-hmm.
2: it's 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 like uh routing around a bug or routing around uh you know, when we were in high school, there was a big fucking list of blocked websites. But we would go to V tunnel, and then V tunnel got blocked, and we'd go to U tunnel, and U tunnel got blocked, and we go to C tunnel. You know, we yeah. we just yeah. tunnel away our way around all of the different filters and firewalls and shit. And that's right.
0: That's what America's about is just is figuring, figuring it, it the fuck out. Exactly. When, fucking getting them done
2: <laughs> and just doing what we need to do and not asking permission for it or forgiveness or any of that shit. Just being like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, yeah. oh, I'm doing this now. I'm doing this. Um, it's it's wild because there's so many there's the official narrative and the official law and what everybody has to do and and I think Curry has mentioned a bunch of time where there's the 40% chunk who are just kind of like going along to get along and they're they're aware that like a lot a of the things of there's they're aware that a lot of the things that they're told or that they see on TV are bullshit but they're like well, whatever. It's not this most is the way it, it is. is and, you know, so, it's just like you know, it's you know, as good as we. I'm can not did. an expert. And and yeah. Der,
0: der, and it's just like fuck.
2: They want to always devil's advocate.
0: I mean, my always devil. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just what if you're wrong though? What if they aren't the people that they are? <laughs> it's like they are the people they are. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Look this shit up. <laughs> God damn it. No, no it is. Yeah. I, it's like, it's crazy. like people
2: who are like the. This is the the classic guy who will say,
0: "Oh well, you know." Uh, uh, uh,
2: Never, everybody's all in on this thing. It's just incompetence. Like it's just governmental incompetence. Yeah. It's like yeah, oh Yeah. 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 Yeah 1% of the world is so incompetent that they control fucking everything and have for centuries. Like, they're just And everything so
0: always goes one direction, no matter what public sentiment is, and what no matter what anything is. Everything always goes one way.
2: Yeah, the central banking system is so fucking incompetent. They just get things uh, wrong by accident. They didn't mean dude. to do that, you know? I, I'm
0: just... I found something so disturbing the other day that I, I haven't even really, like, processed it so much that I haven't brought it up on Behind the Schemes yet. Oh. But... It's so disturbing. It's uh it's a, uh, I found this like, I don't know if it's a 4chan post or if it's just a general image post from some image board that I don't know about, but it's from t- 2011 and it's a, uh, it's a guy who claims to be a Rothschild and he goes on and it, it goes on so long. Like I read, I've probably spent like two or three hours reading into this thing and I'm through about 7% of it. It's so long. But it's just this guy who claims to be a Rothschild who's just answering questions. I love that like kind of shit. Random, you know, dipshits who are hanging out on these image boards. <laughs> sure. And uh and these guys keep asking us questions, you know, all these questions, and this guy's answers are just <laughs> so good. <laughs> They're just so sick. And it just goes on and on and on and on and I haven't even scratched the surface. And um the I mean whether this guy is LARPing or not, he makes a great point. It's all about debt. It's all about it's all about interest. It's all about just keeping pe- people in perpetual debt and perpet- on on the verge of crisis so that they they don't have the energy. And it's the energy that is the most important thing. Energy is somehow more important than money. It's it is money really? Sure, energy. Uh, ultimately. Well, it's um, like
2: we have all these things we have to spend on regular intervals and energy is one of them. And it's the one that's most frequent.
0: You know, It's well, everything goes into money, the energy that you expend to put, to earn the money. And then, and then the energy that you'll get out of what you're spending the money on and the happiness that you're engaging on the money or the necessity or the utility or whatever, but it's all really energy. It's all really emotion.
2: What if you think of energy in the, uh, just pure economical sense of energy as in like electricity and gas, you know, Mm -hmm. it's the, it's one of the hardest things to save. Like in theory, you can save money if you put it in an account or if you invest it in this or that, or if you stuff it in the mattress in cash, like old school, there's Mm -hmm. ways to save pretty much an unlimited amount of money. If you're just, if you're saving it diligently or if you're doing that, there's a mechanism for that. You mm-hmm. can't store gas. You can't hold electricity. You know, if you had the biggest, most expensive fucking batteries, you couldn't even do it for that long. So mm-hmm. the energy is really where they got your nuts in a cinch.
0: Right. I think there is a beautiful poetry in the fact that the technology of batteries is the bottleneck of our time. <laughs> I think that j- just what you said, the storage of energy, the yeah. storage of power is is the next thing that we'll need to figure out in order to take that next step. Because as of right now, that's that's our problem. We we can't improve batteries any more than we already have, and we can fucking move it all around, and we can be clever with it, but at a manufacturing level or a production level, at materials level, and, and just at a plain physics level, it's extremely wasteful, and it's, it's extremely inefficient, yep. and there's nothing that we can fucking do about it.
2: Hard to make it, hard to move it, hard to store it. Yeah. Easy to use
0: it. And the energy that it makes, that it takes to create it. I mean, think about it just from like a labor perspective. The, the people in Afghanistan or wherever that mine all of that rare metal and then the people that transport it and all that, and the amount of gas and energy that it takes to transport it and then to process it and then blah, blah, blah. It just, there's, it, it goes on and on. And it's all part of this beautiful orchestra that's that's in motion, right? Yeah, it's great. So once we figure out batteries, then then we'll be able to to tickle our our wickles. How are you, Lorian? Are you doing okay over there? Thank you.
1: I'm doing great.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like making hand gestures of like, fucking (laughs) say (laughs) something. What you doing, Lorian? How are you?
0: I'm
1: great, thanks. Just just smiling and nodding along, you know. You know how it goes. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I can be chatty, so I'm sorry.
1: No, yeah. it's great. I can be quiet, so it's a fantastic <laughs> combo, I think. <laughs> the people
0: want to hear from
2: Dame DeLorean. It's just oh,
1: like I want to hear from Dame
0: DeLorean. Me too. Oh,
1: uh, you know. That uh it, hey, it's cool uh seeing face friendly restaurants out in rural Missouri I well I haven't been to a restaurant in KC since the whole thing unrolled last week where they said oh it's unconstitutional we're done with this shit
2: Mm -hmm. yeah the state struck down a bunch of things
1: yes it's like mountain jay was like oh we're gonna get a physical menu and i was like well we are at a restaurant right that's what you do and she said in colorado everything's qr codes i just can't picture that it's like you go into a restaurant and you don't get a menu in your hands like what
0: what if your phone's dead if your phone dies, your whole life dies. What yeah. If you
1: don't Fuck have a, a phone, smart yeah. phone, or have I, a phone, you know? I forget my phone all the time, and
2: just a phone it or no should. phone. Like, what if you just have a flip phone that doesn't read QR codes? You know, mm-hmm. or is not internet connected? What if you don't have a data plan? This is yeah.
1: very classist. You know, it is classist. There's people it's out there who don't elitist. have internet at home. Exactly. Believe it or not, believe it or not. So you just have to bring a fucking laminate of
0: your goddamn fax card wherever you go, and just pull it out of your butt every single time you do anything. Uh, Fuck these people.
2: The hardest hardest part's keeping it in your butt while you're walking around the city,
0: but uh, the best thing they did was make that card small. It fits pretty good in
2: there. The pulling it out part is quite a relief. (laughs) I it's the keeping it in there that's really fucking bugging me.
1: I remember seeing they were making like brace like vax passport bracelets and shit when the term vax passport first came out. And I was like, You gotta be shitting me.
0: <laughs> like Just that was gonna fucking
1: Disengage. Out. I'm yeah, I d to take no part in this.
0: <laughs> I loved I loved the no mask in Ohio there's no masks. You don't you don't wear a mask. There are some psychos that wear a mask. Yeah. You know, because they're I'm like, oh, I remember you. You're from Oakland. Nice seeing you here in Cleveland. (laughs) Uh, But uh, other than that, it was—it's really sad, man. It's really sad, you guys. How how much power I feel by being able to walk into a bar and get a Guinness.
2: It's wild, man. It's funny because all of those things that you're mentioning, and this is this is that two sides thing coming through, mm -hmm. is like it's easy for a guy in a certain geographic location to then hear a Californian today say, well, you know, I've got this mask that I've chosen. It's comfortable. And just gut reaction. Be like, oh, you cook still wearing a mask. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Sure. But, of course. But of course. the problem is I was that guy, month, uh, you know, eight months ago. And so here was the <laughs> And that's the thing. Like in different geographic regions, like now it's relatively safe enough for me to... And there's also, you know, the grappling in terms I came to it. I slipped out of the mask step one by when we did some KC meetups with no agenda peeps. Uh, We had this lovely couple, the Roy's out of uh, Kansas who came. And Matt, he was like, yeah, what I've been doing is I don't wear the mask, but I have one on me. And then if people say I have to put it on, then I put it on. If a
1: person comes up and confronts me, yes. Like
2: If they tell me, if they make me put it on, then I put it on. But otherwise, I'd say no. And that was at a time where everyone just was like feeling the extreme pressure and wearing the mask. And getting the dirty shit. Yeah. Yeah. The peak of it. And I adopted that strategy because I was just like, even even if you'd go to the Burbs, um, you could walk through the grocery store and you could get your shit done and get out of there. But doing so oh that feeling man it's like everyone you can just feel the fucking societal pressure of like what are you doing what do you think you're doing you think you're better than you hate
0: people exactly. or you think you're better than me it's like you think you're better than all of us i'm like well, we have to do it so you have to do it too okay um that's the whole fucking thing here man it's been that I, way the whole time it's sad i
2: live in a place where you can you know, once you dip your toe in the water, then you can go further in and further in and keep, you know, California is not one of those places right now. If you dip no, your toe right. in that water, the piranhas start eating your foot. And
0: you get kicked out. You, if know. you don't, if you go into a store without a mask, you'll yep. get kicked out of the store. Yeah, yep. It's not even a societal pressure. It's a, get the fuck out of here. Yep. We'll call the cops. And like, then the cops will come the... and they'll
2: take you away. And you can't yeah. like, I couldn't have fucking, yeah. I, if, if I was under threat of arrest of any of this fucking shit, you know, I I would have had to go home. I would have had to get out of there and not, con- you know, I wouldn't be confronting people and getting tickets over the shit. I can't afford tickets. I Can't, I can't afford, afford that just shit, the man. hassle, man.
0: Like I just can't get afford over the it. hassle. Can't afford getting. Can't afford the tickets. Then pushing
2: my the head plans. down and putting me in the back seat. Like fuck all that.
0: Oh, you don't want to do that. No. You don't want to do that around here. These, no, these no California doubt. jails aren't fun.
2: Um, uh, Lorian, yeah. and Fo- Phoneway does point out he leaves a voicemail and I think my solution Ooh. is I'm going to have you pull up the voicemails okay. on your machine. Yeah. Because. Please do. Because if I pull them up over here then Lavish won't be able to hear oh, them. Oh, we
1: can't have that. Yeah,
2: and It just occurred to me. you got to hear that. I'm thinking about like yeah. routing and while audio. While I'm finding my way over here
1: it just pisses me off that no one except for the Kansas City Zoo has any respect for medical exemptions on this whole thing.
0: Well, good for the Kansas City Zoo.
1: Yeah, they're the only place they're like, "Oh, I you know, I just said I can't wear a mask." They said, "Oh, medical exemption, no problem. Gave me a sticker." <laughs> only
0: place. Sweet. Sweet.
1: All right, I'm going to play a voicemail for you. Um, let yeah. me yeah. I to pull just up. hold New one
2: tiny second here while Kay. I unmute your PC. Okay.
1: All right, here we go.
2: Literate. Love you guys.
1: Hold on, my cord. Oh, it's got to be plugged in. It has to be jangled. No, it's plugged in. Um it's just a janky cord, you know. Sometimes you gotta Have it aimed at a certain direction to hold it in. Love this. Yeah, again. Sorry it. that was uh that was
3: pointless. So uh you know that was just uh, one of those
2: we run a tight ship here. If you guys need to, <laughs>
1: we're professionals. Come on, in the bowl. <laughs> yeah,
3: I was, I was on the hog story that was uh, that was playing tonight. So, Hell yeah! Uh, you know that was just uh, yeah. one of those things uh, the, that that uh, that happens, I guess. Uh, hog story. But I do have a question Very for my percent. friend Lavish. Uh, so, Lavish, uh, what got you into the uh, the occult, the uh, the the tarot, and that some of that stuff? Just just curious because I know we uh, – uh, honestly, part of why I got into it – And I mean, I just ended up discussing some of this on Hog Story, but uh, it's, uh, it was some of the stuff that was going on in the green room, the behind-the-scenes stuff that I think yes. that's actually interesting. And I'm actually uh, – so I'm actually kind of curious what got lavish into uh, some of that stuff. So uh, mm. love you guys. Uh, I'm listening now. It's all good. Uh,
1: <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Thank you for really.
2: And such beautiful in the bowl
1: and the ball phone boy
0: phone boy did a great job on hog story tonight, my yeah man. i was
2: i was listening as well when you were talking about the tarot and uh getting into it and all that
0: yeah yeah you you went on in the tarot pretty well and he says that he's got he's doing readings for people and i've been trying to do readings for people too in the green room uh i've done a reading for junta and for spooky r and a couple people um yeah man tarot's fun uh I got into tarot specifically through my mother, actually. My mom is a big tarot head, and she's been into tarot for a very long time. Um, I I wasn't into it immediately, and I didn't get into it for many years, uh, but I I knew about it from her, and she would do like readings for me and stuff, and she would do a reading for me if I was having some trouble, and I would go out of my life, and that sort of thing would, would... would form itself into reality and whether that was actual divinity through some weird magic or whether it was just because you know what you could call a placebo effect. You, you kind of put yourself in that state of mind and that's kind of what you are expecting. And so that is ultimately what you fabricate for yourself in your reality. And there's a lot of that going on. And I think that the occult, I, I generally got a love for the occult when I sort of realized that it wasn't all comic booky weird, weird, right. you know, I realized that it, it, a lot of it is like hermeticism and a lot of the, the the general foundations of the occult as we know it in the Western world, Crowleyism, is really just a, a conquering of the mind or an sure. exploration of, of your own self and um, and fabricating your own reality through whatever energies that you're able to conjure. And with Crowley... I read a fantastic book by, um, I think his name is Mick Rock. He was a a writer for Rolling Stone. He did a Led Zeppelin uh, book called, um, it's not when giants walk the earth. It's another one, but it talks about Jimmy Page of Led Zeppelin buying a Bolskin house, which is Alistair Crowley's mansion that he had out in the lakes there. Yep. And him summoning demons and him doing these, these long rituals Um, like you'd spend like, you try to do this big long six month ritual and he, and he'd end up fucking it up because he didn't have the discipline to do it. And then he'd Mm. end up unleashing this terrible energy or demon or something. opening this rift. And, um, I got it all that. It just was fascinating to me as a musician. I got into that. And as I look more and more into it with all the the peculiar things that go on, Mm. I think there's a little overlap between the, 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 what we would call the occult and just shit that happens in the universe that we can't
2: explain. Sure. Well, I like the... um, I think you can kind of wrap the tarot... (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) The tarot in the (coughs) zodiac stuff and um, gemstones and chakras. All of this stuff. All of the new
1: age, what you think of as new age.
2: Yeah, yeah, like the new age spirituality. A lot of that is just... uh, Mindfulness and and choices and um, awareness practices, you know. It's not necessarily that because I have a piece of agate here in my uh, necklace that it's going to do this thing for me. It's that I wanted this, so I picked agate, Mm -hmm. and then I put it here around my neck. And then it's here, so I made a choice. I know what I need and I'm looking for And then I chose this gemstone and then I place it near me. And then the beauty of what subconscious mind is, is you already set the intention. So then you can wear that shit for five years and totally forget it's even around your neck. And it doesn't matter because it's still doing the thing. That you set out for it to do right. when you chose it and when you primed your self consciousness to, mm-hmm. well, you know, accept that you're still wearing it. So it's not. I think it's really just misunderstood, like and mystified. People make it like magic and the occult, this wild, weird, oogly boogly shit, you know. When mm-hmm. it's really just like, I just decided to do this, and then I have a mental reminder of it hanging on me the whole time. And even though I don't think about it with my conscious mind. It's always there around my neck, like physically. Like when people take pictures of me, it's there in the picture. When I look in the mirror, it's there in the mirror. When I walk, it bounces on my chest. It's doing things. Like it's there. It exists. Mm-hmm. And if and, it wasn't
0: there, then I would notice and it would it would yeah. cripple me. Like with athletes, like baseball players are very, very superstitious. And sure. It's like, you got your you know, like, lucky deal. You got your whatever, you know, you spin around three times, you brush yourself your left leg twice or whatever, whatever the fuck your thing is, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if you don't do that, well, then you didn't do it, you know? And so, that's a big deal.
2: <laughs> so do you have um, like a deck of choice or a special deck for you? Like which, uh, what deck do you, use, do you usually draw from?
0: I, I just got my first actual deck recently. It was oh, given cool. to me by Quirk S. Quirk well, S gave me
2: the that's, deck. It's part of the key, right? It has to be given to you.
0: That's right. And so Quirk S and, and I both didn't have a deck. And so we decided we would get each other one. Beautiful. So I got uh, she, the one that she gave me is gorgeous. It's called Gilded Tarot. Uh, it's done with some custom art. It's very shiny, it's very, very high quality deck. And I'm very happy with it. I've been doing readings. Uh, I've actually done a reading for my mom and she and she told me that I was really good at it. So, I maybe she's just telling me that cuz she's my mom. But uh I've been really having a great time with these cards. That's wonderful. Um, yeah, Lorian well, and I did that kind of
2: early-ish on in our relationship, I'd say. Maybe like oh, in, yeah? a, a so, year or two in. Yeah, we got so we each other decks. decks. So, ah, she got so me. So you
0: both were into it uh, from the start?
2: Yeah. You know, I was raised up with tarot, so I just I just kind of played my hand by lumping tarot with gemstones and you know mm. whatever I just said, uh, chakras woo-woo and all that shit, stuff. and then said it's scientific, subconscious, it's psychology. That's what the magic is for me, right? It's mm. uh, it's nothing to jump up and down about. It's all very um, matter of fact, really. What I was raised under was that tarot was lumped in with. Uh, Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons and Pokemon and other uh, satanic type shit. And if not like outwardly satanic, then at least anti-God, right? Mm -hmm. And so all of these, when I was brought up, all of these things were lumped together. Uh, Another one is Ouija. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is
0: genuinely terrifying.
2: And see, that's another thing that I didn't mention before. Ouija, Ouija I still don't really fuck with and... um, The difference, I think, the difference between all of the things I mentioned that I lumped in with tarot and Ouija is in all the things I lumped in together, when you're talking choosing a gemstone, when you're talking dealing the tarot even, which is borderline, I would say, Mm. but the rest of the things are conscious choices driven by you and you're in control. Now the tarot can get, the tarot can slip into what I call uh, Ouija territory in, in that some people are like, "Oh, I need somebody to read my tarot because I can't do it. uh, somebody needs to deal me tarot because I can't do it, and then you can do
0: your own tarot. and
2: then they externalize where the tarot comes from, right? They externalize where the reading comes from, they externalize where the draw comes hmm. from
0: that and, doesn't sound right to me
2: and that externalizes the power, so that is a valid choice, and tarot doesn't just stop working because you do that." but like
0: you oh, see definitely psych- more powerful no you, doubt about if you, it if
2: but. you drive by a psychic shop on the side of the road who are selling their services and you walk into one of those places and you're like oh i need you to tell me my future and then you're a mark you know you're mm-hmm. a mark and those places are houses of scam and mm-hmm. you're going to get sucked in and if you're dealing your own tarot or if you're, you know, scrying yourself into the universe and saying, what can I see out there? What can the universe tell me? uh, You still have to interpret that yourself and you still have to bring that in yourself. And that's what I love about tarot is like y- there's no wrong reading of a tarot. It's all like it's it's a massive deck of prompts. It's a massive deck of universal human prompts. And what shows up frequently is what you're going to notice. It's like... uh. It's one part magic and one part the odds, you know, the what's going Mm. to happen. If you buy a a Honda Accord, all of a sudden you're going to drive down the road and see there's so many fucking Honda Accords because you've been tuned into that. (laughs) Just like you're like, oh, you know, I used to deal tarot for myself for weeks and weeks, but I kept getting death over and over again. And then I like I was like, I noped out of that. And, and really, so that's you probably got you
0: noticed it over and you,
2: over. You and probably right. dealt yourself, you know, two hundred eight cards, and you know, twelve of them were death. But those mm-hmm. twelve stuck out, and you were like, "Dude, I can't see that card anymore. I'm done dealing terror." Which is just like, "Well, you're done. See, you're done having to confront death. That's what you're not. You don't want to do, which is fine. You know,
0: not everybody." And does. that's really the true calling of the cards. If if death is really what is reaching out to you, then death is what you should be paying attention to absolutely exactly. and that's you know i mean that's the that's the bottom line it's that whatever reaches out to right. you and and the fun thing about tarot that i've learned is that if something if something comes up that doesn't apply then you can discard it you yep. don't have to yeah exactly. you don't have to add it and you can just get rid of it if it's not yep. useful to you don't fucking use it uh it's a totally. very little, little deal totally
2: well and that's another thing too is like you can allow it's that it's that slippery slope to the Ouija where you're allowing external forces to dictate it. And well, sometimes you can be in a tarot situation where you're like, you know what? External forces keep dealing me death. Fuck that. I'm walking away.
0: And and that's yeah. the choice you have to make in the moment. For me, it's 80% what you're talking about chance and cards coming up, but there is the 20% Ouija. Sure. element, Yeah. Where it's like, there is something that, we don't understand and, and, and how much you choose to believe in this or not is your own personal preference personally i put a little more weight into this than i have before that there is an element that exists beyond our comprehension or beyond our uh, what we can sense what right. we can detect but there is you could say maybe like a a level of life or a level of of consciousness that exists beyond ours that does exist in a sort of conjunctive way with ours and it affects us in a very subtle very crazy way but it's very real and um, whether that is the dead or demons or angels or whatever you want to call it it's up to you but there has there is something there's something that pushes and pulls like the wind you know it's, it's there and you can't see it and you can't feel it but it's fucking there and and that's, for me, you know, it ebbs and flows how much I believe in that, how much I don't believe in that. But ultimately, I always end up on that same square.
2: Yeah. I kind of, my view of it is like you can deal tarot, but it doesn't escape from God.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and everyone uh, has their idea of God, right? And, and,
2: and right, exactly. Like you can't, God is one of those uh, wild mystical th- phenomenons that, I think that when people, talk, when people talk about what God is, they tend to be right. And when people talk about God, what God is not, they tend to be wrong.
0: That's a good way mm-hmm. of putting it. I like that. God is a great word. And uh, when you use it in in the positive to define, then you can't really be wrong, right? Yeah. Like for an intellectual, say an atheist intellectual, God could be the unknown. Whatever isn't known. Yeah. Whatever is great and divine it's just that which is beyond our comprehension, right? Sure. And th- that's just as fine. You can say that.
2: I think, I think. of it as like everything. everything. My, you know, it's like God is everything. Me and you talking over this internet connection, but this beer bottle too. Like um, it's the grand total of all of everything. It's the air coming out of your lungs, vibrating and, it's and across space and time, like the eternal now. Mm-hmm. Also that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then some people think he's a dude. He was just up there watching sure. us all
2: the like time. like a, yeah. a, a man with a white beard and long hair, which in every Gary Larson comic, he is. So <laughs> it's, it's
0: also valid, you know? And every family guy. Episode. Exactly. Yeah, I the, know.
2: the deck that Lorian got me was the Enchanted Tarot. I don't know if you're familiar with that one, but it, uh. it was special to me because it came out in 1990, the same year I came out. Ah, very and nice. so... It's like the all of the art is uh,
1: art nouveau, like absinthe art, kind of. Yeah.
2: It oh, has beautiful! That, it has that kind of style.
0: Like and Moulin it's, rouge. It's all yes.
2: c- it's all cut fabrics. It's like uh, I'm gonna. It's like mixed medium, mixed, or I don't know yeah. the I don't know the art
0: school head word for it. Is it, it a textured card or is it just a standard? It's card? It's
2: just printed out, but the artist. You know, basically quilted and f- cut out of fabric, all of the original uh, art, oh, and wonderful. then you know it's just a card deck, so it doesn't have any texture to it. But but um, it is
0: that uh, from that image though, from right? The clothy, exactly. Original, nice. That's so cool. It's very nice,
2: and the book that comp accompanies it is pretty coolly written. I like the way it's written. It's like it has a it has like keywords and then a vision. And then a meditation for every mm. single card. So like the keywords are the simple stuff. Like if you just want to get to the bare bones of what the fuck does this card mean, you know? Mm. And then there's a vision or a dream. It's like the dream. And then it'll go through and like say what the dream is. And mm. then um, finally it ends on like an actual meditation or some kind of a response that you can do a little ritual in that vein,
0: you know? Uh-huh. They'll give you a little a little guideline. Yeah,
2: nice. and it's it's got a companion app too, which is nice, you know, because uh, we live in the <laughs> modern uh, age, and uh, so well, you got the app isn't from nineteen ninety. The That's app is great. not. Ooh. <laughs> so like I can just tap draw, and boom, we get the Empress. So there's my draw right now. Oh, uh, the Empress. And it has it's beautiful because it has all of the text from the book. It gives you like an abridged version, but then you can tap full text from the book. And then it tells you the dream, the awakening, the enchantment. Mm. So. Lovely. It's awesome. Like the dream. I'll just read the dream part. Robed in violet, the color of the spirit, the pregnant empress sits upon a throne of stone rooting her to the earth. Upon her head, she wears a star and halo tying her to the heavens. In her right hand, she clasps a bouquet of flowers. There are flowers all about her for she is fertile earth mother. Mm -hmm. By her unseen hand, the earth produces a cornucopia of beauty. As in a well-tended garden, her nurturing femininity helps to give birth to creative ideas. At her feet Mm -hmm. flow the waters of the uh, collective consciousness, uniting the empress with her family in the most profound way. As she gazes into this misty stream, the empress knows that its waters will give new life to the seeds that are her children. She dreams a dream that all her unconditionally loved children be fortunate and know the abundance that is their birthright. The empress can bring day uh, bring daydreams to fruition in a world where logic and intuition should dwell together, as do heaven and earth. What I love is there's like it always starts off as that physical description of the image that you're looking at on this uh, on this card. So mm-hmm.
0: does it have the zodiac on there? Um, I don't believe so. Sometimes the empress will have the zodiac, um, and the female sign and the the empress is kind of the main matriarchal card. I think it's number three. Yep. And uh, like that. it, uh, yeah, I mean, three represents the end of a simple cycle, the most basic form of a cycle. Sure. So, in a Beginning, matriarchal middle, sense, end. exactly right. Yeah. As simple as it gets, and then it, in the zodiac in the sun in the form of the zodiac, you multiply it by four, and it becomes twelve, and sure. yada yada, or nine, or whatever. But, um, yeah, The Empress, that's a, that's a hot one. That's, that's just one thats favorites. the
2: tap. And that's what's beautiful about it, too. Like, you can say, ooh, the app, this or that, but you're mm-hmm. still just uh, pushing something and drawing a random card out of the choices available, you know? It's like it works mm-hmm. the same way. It's just a modern impl- implementation.
1: Oh, that's true. Tapping into it. source, I like to think of it as. Right.
0: Um, Your own source.
1: Yes, Exactly. The tarot you... deck that you gifted me, Spence, uh, well, the second one, because I asked for the Thoth
0: Yep. W- for my first ah, deck. Ah, very nice. And then
1: uh, you, you found one. You straight to the source. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you found one that you thought would jive with me, and it totally did. The Deviant Moon deck. Yes. Which is based off of 19th century tombstones, the artwork, and everyone has like moon faces. Mm. It's wild. It's a I lot like of fun. It. Yeah. The great deck.
0: Sweet. And did it come with a, a book as well?
1: No, this one did not.
0: Ah. The book. So, you know, it should be a law. They should <laughs> you should to, force to, to give you the book, because it just, yeah. But either way, that sounds very nice. The, well, the that's movie. where I
1: luck out with Spence having the deck, me having the thought. It's like, there's books around, man, yeah. you know?
0: See, Thoth is like, oh, you already know it, right? You read all my works, right? That, that would be the total... Like uh, elitist Thoth, uh, right? Deck <laughs> or Thoth, whatever you want to call him.
1: Thoth, Thoth, Tihota, Tiorhu, <laughs>
0: yep. T-hota, junta, whatever you want to call him.
2: <laughs> hey, do we have another uh, voicemail for Lavash?
1: <laughs> oh, you sure do. Oh,
2: boy!
3: In the bowl to everybody. Hope everybody's having a good night.
2: Yeah, pretty in the bone.
3: Wasted, tired at the moment, Mr. I don't think I'm going to be able to catch the uh, rest of the show, but I'm excited to listen to the end of it. Hell yeah! Uh, I was up Oobage. way too late last night, like pushing three thirty, reading shit that it seemed it would be almost more interesting to read the back of my skull. <laughs> but it's what, it's pretty what sure we had a it, drunken it, PM it, at some it, point it, last it, night. It's what's called for. Had to do it. Yeah. Didn't really learn a lot. Probably just more confused than I was when I started. But it's okay. I did have a question for Lavish. I don't think I've ever asked this. I don't think you've ever told me. What's your favorite axe? What uh what guitar just makes you cream yourself? Like you look at it and you're like, That's it. That's my joy right there. That shape, that classic tone. In the bowl.
2: In the bowl, in I Man. thought he said ass at first. I didn't see. Like, Me That's too. Hard to <laughs> narrow down, but axe. Then it Ax. made sense.
0: Well, first of all, Lorian, what's your favorite ass? Who's, your, who's my favorite ass? Well, I know your favorite asses. Who's your second favorite ass?
1: My second favorite ass. Uh, if we're talking musical ass,
0: or just talking. Gen- I mean, I know your fa- your favorite ass is is your husband's ass. I know that. Of course. That. So, yeah. So, but but yeah, musicians' well, ass.
1: A musician's ass. I mean, if we're going musical ass is here. It's stirring gray. They're always at the forefront of my mind here. And you mentioned guitar that makes you cream. Mm-hmm. And same band, ESP Ganache. I've never seen a more beautiful guitar.
0: ESP Ganache guitar. Yeah. E-S-P Ganesh guitar. Like... I don't even know how to spell it, Ganache.
1: Ganisa? I always say Ganache, but it's G-A-N-E-S-A. Ooh. Yeah, I've never held one, but oh boy, seeing it up close and oh, man. on video and online, oh man, it's <laughs> pretty cool. Oh man, oh man, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's how that makes me feel when I see it. So. Oh man,
0: see that's super. That's super badass. I, I, I would just go with the old school classics, like the some of the coolest guitars I've ever seen. Like uh, I saw a fire engine red Gibson. That I thought was like neato. Um I think uh I just think the classic tellies, man, the fucking the sunbursts or the or the <laughs> the hardwood floors, you know, the the classic tellies. Mm. Um and the classic Gibsons and I also for for new music, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Saint Vincent, but she uh she's a really fucking dynamic guitarist and she Has a custom Music Man model, which I think is probably the coolest custom guitar that's out now. That's like the current thing that, like, with an actual, alive touring, in their prime musician, the the Saint Vincent Music Man custom is fucking sick. Um, But yeah, no, I'm an old school guy. I like Fenders. I like Strats. I like um, Gibson's and Les Pauls.
2: Yeah, I just pulled up a page of Les Pauls because uh, I don't know why. Like, just this—I'm a sucker for that particular Dude. like.
0: It's the killer. Every
2: guitar, you know, the one with like the just the wood with the sunset around the sides of it, you know.
0: It's it's the perfect guitar. Like, it is the guitar. Like, it's the foundation. It's the great granddaddy, the pappy yeah. of all guitars. Uh the the Gibson custom like nineteen sixties, sixty-three Les Paul is Clapton, Richards, the Beatles, you name it. They played that fucking thing. Yep. Know? Um Yeah, I mean those are sick. Uh but Boobage I know, you know, he he's a little more modern than me. He's a little more he I'm a sixties, seventies guy, he's like a eighties guy. Uh and so I know that he's got a lot of great guitars on his mind from... I mean, he he's a Kiss fan. He's an Alice Cooper fan. 80s, so
2: man. That was the era where, like, Futuristics started to get pretty real and gritty. You know?
0: Yeah, and wonky. Like, the Van Halen guitar is great. Like,
2: yeah, that's true.
0: Uh, that's uh, the one with all the the tape on it, you know?
2: And in terms of, like, music but also just cinema and uh, different things, like, Futuristics started to... I don't know, it just holds up better than some stuff from the 70s yeah. or 60s. I don't know. We mm. when, when we go to my dad's house, we've been watching like the um they got old school TV on all the time at night on this mm-hmm. one channel he gets. And so it's like uh Perry Mason's like the oldest thing on there, but then there'll be all these like <laughs> 70s cop shoot 'em ups. So I can't even think of like the the names of them right now.
0: Like the Action Bronson flicks, the yeah. Charles Bronson flicks, like uh Stuff like
2: that, like dead Shit. or the classic Charlie's Angels is, was.
0: Oh yeah, of, yeah, one
2: of them that's on, or like the-
0: Get Smart or something. <laughs> the original Get Smart, or that something.
2: kind of stuff, man. Um, it's We bring so... up that we
0: bring up like Slash, like Slash played a fucking Gibson, you know. Yep. Like all those, yeah. So there's a repeat of that too. Yeah. yeah, there's
2: some things that are just so classic they never, you know, they've been used in every year since they came out, you know. Yeah, yeah. The the and Fender Strat.
0: N- some new stuff
2: comes and goes, and this stuff is just like still there.
0: Yeah, John Lennon played a Strat, and Kurt Cobain played a Strat. Was <laughs> so it wild? The Strat is just where it's at, you know. The Strat <laughs> with the lightning <laughs> Strat, baby. Yeah. The
2: Strat with the lightning strap.
1: That was the first guitar, uh, or electric guitar, I purchased. Mm-hmm. It was a Stratocaster.
0: Was it the real one or was it a Mexican strat like what I'm used to?
1: I don't know. What's the difference?
0: Mexican strats suck. (laughs)
1: Do you know how bad you sound? I mean, I'm still not, I'm not still playing it, so it probably was a Mexican one.
0: (laughs) It's all right. I'm part Mexican, so I can say that. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: You've been been pardoned.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've got the... Lavish
2: has played his Mexican card. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Lavish. It checks her. Uh, la Viche. La Viche. <laughs> <laughs> la Viche. <vis-o>. La Viche. <laughs> Ay, uh, You probably had the reg- the, the regular, the, the Strat.
1: Totally the, regular. It's black and white. <laughs> there you yeah. go. That's About the that classic. Like...
0: That's with the John Lennon. That's the black yep. and white strut.
1: Yep. So that's that the Ed Sullivan. My go-to. And I think that's the only... No, I have... um. Oh, that one with the floyd floyd rose pickups i wanted to master The fender oh. no it's not a fender i can't think mm. of it but damn it give me a minute and i will come to me
0: sure sure
1: um but i always just pick up my taylor acoustic when i'm going for a guitar in real life i'll nice. pluck something out i just like grab the acoustic
0: taylor's <laughs> yeah, are have, good you have way more experience on acoustic as well
1: yeah i'm a coffee mm. shop kid <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, you can you and make more money doing that, you know?
1: It's fun. It's fun you get to socialize and meet all the other coffee shoppers, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I do like a good coffee shop gig.
1: Uh, it's been so long for me. And then with the <laughs> 1984, there's just not that many. Uh, COVID 1984. Not so much going on. Oh, yeah, no. it was an, it's an Ibanez. Mm, mm. It's like a maroon Ibanez. Um, I picked up nice. at a garage sale for a whopping... Twenty dollars.
0: <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah. I- Ibanez. I've I've picked up a couple of real cheap Ibanezes in my time. Bass bass guitars, but yeah. Good old Ibanez. A standby, if there ever was one.
1: A standby, I like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not a standard, a standby. Yeah. <laughs> the ones
2: they smash after it plays really well on a song.
0: It's it's the it's the guitar that breaks and stops working and you're like, ah, okay. <laughs> and you throw it in the trash and you're like, oh, I'll go <laughs> get another one I guess. Like that's yeah. the kind of vase that, that Ibanez will be, you know. And I've I've probably ripped through three of them and I'm just like every time it breaks I'm just like, All right. Bye. Bye. How do you smoke, See you later. I like I like uh, I'm a piano and keyboard guy and uh pianos and keyboards, they don't really break. They go out of tune. Yeah. But they don't they don't break. And um so I haven't had to worry about that too much. I wrote a song today, actually. I was I was really fucking hurting for some music. I hadn't played music in like weeks, and I uh, got a good couple hours at the piano today. And it just, oh god, really does you something.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> really awesome, man. Something. The the music. I feel like we're just starved for m- new input, mm. and uh, yeah. that's it, it. Just kind of has been occurring to me over the past week or so culture the, starved this, man this, yeah. this extra layer of ablecraft and what me and Abel kirby are working on putting out soon i i really would like the project to sort of be a spark of a way people can publish music write music and put it out in the way that podcasts have just exploded and just been out there yeah. um w- in in the same way that like the SoundCloud thing and the Bandcamp thing and the Spotify thing haven't really been able to accomplish like with the Spotify and all of this shit, there are and even YouTube there are chances for like nobodies to blow it up, and you've seen with like the biggest YouTube artist that was just started off as YouTubers probably Justin Bieber I would say yeah if not like that. if not he's up there for sure but you know.
0: Between him and PewDiePie but what happened? Or whatever. What
2: happened? Usher found him on YouTube, and then he mm-hmm. was sucked into the apparatus. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't really, you know, uh, organic in that matter. It was organic oh, no. up until when Usher plucked him off of YouTube. And Def same Jam with records. Same with the SoundCloud, to a lesser extent. I think it was like kind of getting a little more organic, but like I don't know that. Uh, the six nine guy, Kateshi or whatever, six nine. Yeah, yeah. Rainbow tooth, the rainbow tooth man.
0: Uh, Prison boy.
2: He would be like the SoundCloud rapper guy, but in the same way mm-hmm. that like the music industry plucked him out and you know weaved him
0: into. A lot of those guys are SoundCloud guys originally. There's a lot
2: of SoundCloud mm-hmm. guys that uh, kind they of they got into deals. a pipeline. They get into a pipeline of what the music mm-hmm. industry is, but. What we'd like to see is just this method of publishing music where you can still receive value, people can still buy it and pay for it and share it and jive on it. Because uh, music, it's got to be easy to share. That's one of the things that's super yeah. important. Like, It can't be like, oh, you have to sign up for this or go to that or pay this or whatever. Yes. It's got to just be super simple to say, click this, and mm-hmm. then poemo, like you've got your music. Um, but it also has to be simple to pay for it if you like it and the whole value for value idea we were thinking like some of the most valuable music that we've ever consumed in our life we paid for one time and it was to get the vinyl of it you know Mm -hmm. and that's it to put it on our iPods was always free you know to listen to it on YouTube after that was always free Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe we have a subscription service that we pay for but that doesn't really that model doesn't really flow to the artists themselves so like um, and you could argue, well, not much of the record sales do either, but No. there's got to be a way, I mean, all the way up to Kanye West pissing on his Grammys publicly, like there has to be a different <laughs> solution where artists can make art, share art, control art, sell art, and none of these fuckers get to like control it and, and plasticize it and use it as part of the whole global slavery paradigm, the entire control mechanism, the entire thing that's keeping us down and poor and in debt.
0: They control the radio. They control the... the I mean, that's that's their ace in the hole is that they can they can make the money flow like that. Right.
2: But, yeah, even today, the discussion on podcasting 2.0 um, got into the the whole music licensure issue. And
0: yeah, for me, it's the production of music. I mean, the production of music is so... So much more than than the rest of it, right? Yeah. Like, if you're talking about an artist who is making the music and then and then putting it out there, and then is part of the system of trying to make money, and they're trying to do it all in-house, literally with their own self and not having a manager or anything like that involved. Maybe they do have a manager. It's a personal manager. I don't know. But the production of the music is is the most important thing because... The one thing that podcasting, I think, has has an advantage of in general over just about every other medium of entertainment currently, whether that be film, theater, music, sports, whatever, you and I and Lorian can sit here and we can make three hours of content right right now, just, just hanging out, doing our thing. If we wanted to make three hours of content in the theater world, it would take six weeks or more it would take a small village of people and it would take thousands of dollars yeah yep. if we wanted to do it in film it would take a film crew and blah 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 whatever it takes you t- at, the, at the end of the day you want content when you get an album you get a, a you know 12 tracks that are all averaging 2.5 minutes it takes a very long time to make that album maybe it takes a whole year to make that album just to get that hour of content and with podcasting It's so efficient the amount of effort to content ratio. (laughs) You know what I (laughs) mean? (laughs) Well, definitely,
2: especially if you're like us and just go live to tape with it. You know, like you just hit record and then when you're done you hit stop and then you maybe maybe if Sir Bemrose has guilted you into it enough you apply a few uh, things in post to just kind of tighten things up. Oh sure, let's say just to be safe you
0: put a whole week's worth of effort into it. Lightly. Sure. Let's well, say, let's no. say, per, I mean, for your show, right? Like for your right. days, show, for bowl after bowl, you generally put a week's worth of effort into it, to every episode. That's um, as much as you get.
2: Well, it's, it's a funny thing, the podcast stuff, because you kind of passively put all of your time into it. You passively sure. are always on because you're out at the grocery store and something will remind you of it. Or mm-hmm. you've mm-hmm. got... 80 other shows that you enjoy and those are on yeah. and a lot of our material and um, things we talk about are other people's shows that we love and care about in the community that we support Um, it's it. there's so many different aspects so it's like you're never really off you know once, mm-hmm. you, once you have a podcast you don't go out and you're not a podcaster when you're just doing other shit that's not yeah it's podcaster.
0: all fair game whatever happens to you you can bring up and it's potential something but,
2: but as far as like Finger wagging, clocked in podcasting. Um, Lorian does more of that than me during the week. I would say, when it comes mm-hmm. to show notes, she reading, does the notes, you know,
1: just reading news articles about what's going on in pot legalization land. Yeah, so and I do that anyway.
0: <laughs> you guys bring a lot to the table, especially you, Lorian. I mean, you bring with your bowling segment, with the 33 segment. I mean, you really do a lot of research. I I could tell for, for every episode shucks yeah i mean you do you find all these all fucking 33 things man
1: yeah yeah magic number sightings always on always looking and then the weed news of course and updates
0: yeah the gutter the balls.
1: balls yeah funny stories things that lift my mood
0: <laughs> yeah after
1: all that fucking legalization downer stories
0: <laughs> well you you go one after the other like for me me and Booberry and now quirk s over on behind the schemes I mean, we'll spend 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour talking about one thing. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and we go in depth, and that's part of our deal. But you guys will go over a lot of stuff in just, a very short amount of time. You know, It's wild which is awesome.
2: so much happens in, the, in the legalization well, game. Well, and like, with every separate state,
1: action. every state yeah, has course. its own news stories. And right. so it's just like, I want to keep as many people informed with what's going on as possible. But I can't cover mm-hmm. every base, of course.
0: But you're right, with every state, there's so much going on. Yeah, Yeah. everyone's
2: just at a different part in the spectrum on the timeline from uh, Prohibition to Freedom, and nobody's really crossed the Freedom line. And that's sort of... It's funny, like, the first iteration of our show, Bull After Bull, was our starry eyed optimism and our direct involvement and our like, <laughs> we're going to legalize weed, not only in our state, but a whole world kind of a,
1: here's our awesome bills and the number of co-sponsors they have. Isn't this bill great? And it's just mm. like, until the bill even fucking passes, what's the point? And There's then just, so many proposals. Yeah.
2: One cycle of actually being like intimately on the inside of this, uh, these actions as they roll through the state and the things you see in the, what you learn about how all the shit really works, Um, then you just step back and you're like, God, man, like, I used to think the guys that wanted the tomato model were just, like, idiots and, like, in our way, (laughs) you know? And then Mm. I'm like, no, nobody has legalization, actually. Like, it's just...
1: Yeah, that was mm-hmm. where we differed, and then everyone and then, in the movement calls them true believers. Oh, the true believers! So you know how to pass a bill? You have to have lobbyists. You have to have someone who used to be a politician advocating for you. You have to have hundreds of thousands yeah, of dollars. You gotta, have to pay your signature gatherers. It's fucked up. It's super <laughs> fucked
2: up. You gotta have the chamber it's of commerce and uh, five mayors and you know the it's, speaker it's, of the house.
0: It's meant to fail. It's
2: it's well yeah it's meant to be controlled by
1: it's the, not the people's the, the will anymore. the
2: current cartels you know yeah. whether yes. they be foreign gangs or whether whether they be
0: powerful corporate interests giant giant interests that just want a stake in it whoever pays the highest bid that's what America is it's just whoever pays yeah. the highest bid it's wild
2: what's the uh, uh, I've I've never actually heard the origin story of lavish when I when you got on to BTS
1: I, uh, oh, before yeah? you start Lavish I want to say when you were a guest on Bulls with Buds before you were not on the Behind the Scenes podcast That's you were true. Just I lavish. would love to <laughs> clarify
0: that that is fantastic great observation Lorian I think this was the last time I was on Bulls with Buds it was three days before Booberry asked me to be on wow, Behind the Schemes. <laughs> the catalyst I mean, you're a natural man <laughs>
1: So it's just like such an easy pick for. I think
0: it was a it was a doubleheader. I think I did. I was with you guys, and then I was on Hog Story. Yep. And then Boo Berry heard me on both of those things, and he was like, "You want to be on?" Or he asked me to be a guest on his show, and so I guested on his show. And this was episode thirty-eight. Um, and then after the show, we had we had a great time, fucking great time. And then once the show was over. He asked me. So he asked me that first night after I was a guest on the show, like it took him less than an hour after the show was over for him to ask me if I wanted to be a regular co-host. Hell yeah. And uh, to be honest, like I, I like the show and I love what Boo Berry is doing. I wasn't listening to it too much. I was listening to Hog Story and you guys and a lot of other stuff. And, um, and I'd listened to, to Behind the Schemes before and I really liked what booberry was doing but i i always thought that just there was a lot going on things were changing all the time and he was losing co-hosts and yeah and and things were going back and forth and so when he asked me to be on it was just like man this is a real canvas you know like i can really actually have some creative control and yeah, I can help him out and and um and what I I don't think what he knew is that I actually worked in the entertainment industry, which is something that we really get along with. Uh, yeah, we, we really get along really well because we both have worked in the theater industry pretty extensively. And um, yeah, and the,
2: the chemistry that you guys have is just so natural. And um, he's
0: the best man. It was like he, hearing
2: you on there and join. It was like, oh my god, this makes so much sense. It was like. It it felt like it had always been this way. Yes. Once you were on behind <laughs> the schemes, it felt like you know it's always been boobery and lavish. Everybody exactly. knows
0: that, you know. But I we we hit it off real well, and and me and boobs agree on so many things. We're we're very different people in a certain way, but by yeah. God, he's he's a brother to me in the sense that what, whatever weird thing I have on my mind, if I lay it on him, he just knows exactly where I'm at. He's he's so on the fucking level. And I'm so, so thankful, so appreciative. Uh, I won't get too deep into it. But I just want to know. I just, I, I pinch myself being on this show. Oh. I love it. Oh.
2: That's awesome. No, you guys make a great team. And then adding Quercas into the mix, like
0: and then we got Quercas. Triple Cass. threat.
2: She kind of uh told her story about that on the last bulls with buds.
0: And yeah, uh,
2: it's it's funny. Like you guys should have a warning up on the green room door or something, like because. You guys basically have, like, a Hotel California situation over there where if you come in here and you don't already have a podcast, like, you can never leave. You get
0: stuck in it <laughs> If you don't already have, a, like, your own podcast? Or well, podcast yeah, because, you, you, you know, like, because, to... like, Chris has <coughs> a podcast, podcast, but he's yeah. been
2: on there, but he didn't get stuck in there. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, when when Boobray brings the guest on and they don't have a podcast already that they do... Then they they they're, they're in the, the scheme. Schemes. You're yep. in the scheme. I think ah. that's that's the only way you can get out the door. And maybe you don't want to get out the door. Maybe I mean it's the green room is a fantastic place to get stuck forever. I would believe. <laughs> if I could I hope have so. a, if if I could have my spread of picks where it's like oh you got sucked and you can never leave you got sucked in. Uh, We've got be even, a great chemistry top, in the green room right now. We've got such list. a good crew. Man. You can't suck yes. me.
0: I the I'm so that's the other thing because what got me into no agenda in the first place was the chat room really yes and the troll room like I loved the show I loved uh, I loved Adam Curry I loved JCD I love that JCD's a local that he lives in Berkeley I loved that yeah um, and I enjoyed the show but the troll room is what really fucking got me to go balls deep into this whole thing and and to have the green room and to have you know a part it's our own chat room with just the fucking collection of people that we have in there is just so unreal it's so it's so perfect and it's it so is, yeah. it won't last forever but it's just fucking so right on right now and i just couldn't be happier
2: there's just like an organic nature to it You know, where we're complaining about these things that have been corrupted or controlled or bought out or even with the the case of YouTube or SoundCloud at the time, you know, maybe not today. You couldn't say this about it, but there was a time when YouTube and there was a time when SoundCloud was that organic pool, but it was that all seeing eye was at the top of it watching that pool and it would pluck what it wanted it would pluck what it saw as its own fruits out of there you know and Mm -hmm. shit maybe podcasting is that to a certain extent I just don't think the the eye at this point in history in this current time the eye doesn't really see that as a Place that is bearing all this juicy
0: fruit, you know. They,
2: yeah, I think they roll the the all seeing eye is rolled at the podcasters. You know when they come up.
0: <laughs> well, it's probably a good thing. I absolutely, I think it's
2: fantastic. Yeah, yeah you don't want that I fucking so eye of sh- Sauron Mm-mm. shining on you, man. Fuck off.
0: Well, I mean, you know, they oh, say, those are man. too long and boring. Oh, I
2: agree. Like, exactly. please yep. don't <laughs> listen to them. Fuck off.
0: People are so out of their mind. The only only shallow children don't have the fucking attention span to pay three hours attention to something that they yeah, actually care I about. Mean, I mean, You know? I don't. That's what I'm to say. But, uh... uh
1: it's, a ba- it's the only place you can find community, in a large sense, and just human beings, you know? The, the, the scariest part with the face masks, to me, is like, man, I don't get to see human beings all around me, which is so fucked up. Right. Luckily, it's not like that out here, but... When it was, there when was it a, first yep. started, there, there was, was a, a time. time when I was trying to go into a place and they said, you have to wear a mask. And I said, I'm pregnant. I'm not wearing a mask. And they were just like, sorry, you got to go. And I was like, fine, fuck you. How fucked up is that to turn someone away? You know, anyone. Mm. Just from, from me giving you my money. Like, it's so, it's so dumb.
0: Yeah, you're turning away business. What, what kind of a uh, logic is that?
1: But hey, value for value is a way of life. So it I is. love this community we have found ourselves a part of.
0: Yes, me too. I haven't I found
1: it anywhere else.
0: It's, is there, it doesn't exist anywhere else. It doesn't seem to be anything quite like this place. No doubt. No doubt about it, that. It's a, it's, a colla- it's a collaboration of all of the things we like. The old school chat room. We made our own Twitter. We've got enough smart guys that can run our own shit. And I, I really truly believe that uh, greatness is made in silence and in obscurity no doubt i think that it, what we have here is something beautiful and it has a lot of potential to flourish into something really incredible and if it doesn't well then hey we gave it a shot and fuck it you know <laughs> <Not> <laughs> yeah. but but there's so much fucking potential here that there's no reason to not be excited and to not be committed to to the uh, to the work that's going on here to not be involved in in what's going on here yeah, this is very important i i couldn't agree more man
1: very important.
0: Yeah. It's gorgeous. So, um, Rule thirty-four. What is your favorite rule thirty-four search?
2: Oh, that's a tough one. It changes so often over time. Yeah. Lorian gave me a wrinkled nose face. Rule thirty-four states that uh everything that exists there's porn, there's porn, porn of.
1: Of course, we've t- we've literally had this discussion in real life. Before. I, I, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've done a link Zelda
2: thing uh, way in the past. That's like early on. I will say, uh, Mister Abel Kirby and I were training uh <laughs> pro- progressively progressively uh, lewd uh, Misties. Misty, <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, my girl, Misty. <laughs> Just randomly,
2: because yeah. you know. You talk, and then oh. the conversation goes here and there, and then you're like, oh, yeah, like this, like this. You know, redheads are the best. Yeah, yeah. It's a true story. It's been said. It's been said. <laughs> it's been said. I don't know, but I don't know.
0: Well, Rule 34 leaves re- it wide open. You know. <laughs> with, great, Was
2: with great risk comes great reward, I guess, is oh, all I'll say. very <laughs> true. That's all I'll say about
0: redheads. You're a Wall Street guy. Actually, you know what? You're not a Wall Street guy. You know what you are, Spencer? And you don't even realize it? What's that? You you aren't this because your heart is too good, but you're a lawyer. You're an attorney. Aww. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. Well.
0: You 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 could pass the bar if you really wanted to. Oh it's like right?
2: totally. ENTP, I think the debater, or whatever the fuck it is, is what it always pulls up. For, yeah, or maybe it's INTP. I can't remember which one. I I don't I can't keep track of it. I'm oh, the no. one that taking that thing uh, so many times, and then every time I see it, I'm <laughs> like, oh yeah, I remember, and I have to retake it. You know? Yep. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, you read yeah. reread about it because it's like like I remember my zodiac and what it means. I remember like my favorite stones and what they mean. I remember the tarots and what they mean. I never mm-hmm. can remember the fucking ENTP, and TP all this bullshit. It's
0: because it's fucking arbitrary. It's don't, just don't worry a, about that stupid contri- shit.
2: It's like contrived, but they're like. Oh, you want it on your LinkedIn. for? They'll thir- so, ask about it in like, your
0: third interview. You're a type 7 personality. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? What oh, the fuck does man. that mean?
2: I looked into the uh, the personality thingy. They featured like on the, the front of the Closeness album. It's about that, you know? Oh. I can't remember which personality assessment that is. But the first person that tipped me off into it was a guy at the coffee shop. He was all interested in it.
0: Mm, mm, All these and different... I know you guys uh, are a couple of uh, Brewsters, you know, to make some coffee.
2: Oh, fucking in. hell yeah. Make some coffee, no Thanks to so this guy. Yeah. Yeah, I, was, I was a roaster for... Couple of coffees. For a, ch- for a good chunk of a year. Mm. Not the full, not the full how do you do
0: to you. That, did I ever take... Uh, I, this is a random story, but in New York, I went to New York the first time I ever went to, I've been to New York twice, both times on 9-11, to pay my respects. And I went there on, uh, the first time, and there was a guy I met in Brooklyn, and I didn't meet anybody the whole time who didn't have a New York accent. Nobody had a New York accent. I was waiting for. It. <laughs> oh damn! And so finally, I go to this fucking hotel in the in the in the ass of Brooklyn in Bed Stuy, like by where Biggie Smalls grew up. Uh-huh. And I go in there into this hotel, and I check in, and this guy's like, "Oh yeah, let me get you your fucking uh, key here. Oh, by the way, coffee machine's broken. Oh no." And I. I didn't show it, but in, inside I did made my whole trip. It, <laughs> just to hear him say that. Uh, just to hear him say, coffee. Coffee machine's broken. Coffee was machine. like, broken. Oh, thank you. Thank
2: you. <laughs> Got him.
0: Use my room number if you want to. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, it's uh, a good time. It, New York's fun, man. Or it was. Now yeah. it's a fucking nightmare.
2: Well, it was been a couple of times, but you couldn't cash me dead there right now. No way.
0: It's rough. I went there in 16, and then I went there in 19. Right before COVID, I went there. And just in that three-year span, it had changed so much. It had just gotten... It was like NYU and all the fucking losers that went there yeah. expanded out from their neighborhood and conquered every other neighborhood.
2: Man. Mm. Yeah, the uh, we we did drive through there.
0: Yeah, at one unfortunate
2: point on the way back from Massachusetts, and it was like I wouldn't have got gas there or got out of the car there. Man, everyone looked like a fucking. It was like a zombie apocalypse movie. Everyone (laughs) was masked. It was like three times dirtier than any time I'd been there before. Like very dusty. Uh Everyone just looked like. Mad Max. Yeah, like ragged, like Mm -hmm. uh, kind of out of their minds but going through the motions kind of. I don't (laughs) know. Maybe that's just my fucking Midwest projection on it, but I don't know. It was very different than all the other times I'd been to New York, I can tell you that. And I never got out of the car because I was like... You're like, no, let's you're bit by let's these no. Let's go, let's go.
0: we got
4: to make it to Pennsylvania.
0: <laughs> you, yeah, you got kids. Get them the fuck out of there. No you know? doubt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just weird.
1: Yeah, they don't wear masks. They've never worn a mask that day in their life. Yeah. 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 You can't even happen. attempt to fit in with them.
0: <laughs> no, no. That's dumb. Masking your kids. why? It's 99.9. Never mind. Anyway, this is just the look, man. I live in the belly of the beast, and this is no doubt. Yeah, my sanity is just being tested on a daily basis with just these people. It's so weird being a black sheep here. Uh, who was that?
2: Uh oh, did you get a phone call? My machine oh, she wasn't plugged in, pro- wasn't plugged in uh, properly. I
1: know. I need a new cord,
0: son of a bitch. Yeah. Oh, do you have any more voicemails? I think they were out of the voicemails.
1: No, that was it for voicemails tonight.
0: All right. Well, there you go. Well, yeah. it was like, uh, a,
2: oh, <laughs> our cord here. So we've got this, uh, um, three and a half millimeter that goes into the side of the laptop, right? But it has to just be, like, placed so exactly correct in order mm. to engage for some reason. It seems to have been getting I think a the little cables bit more shittier.
1: I think they are definitely getting shittier. Right? Because I can't even find a perfect angle to make this work right now. But if I pull it out, everything's. Is...
0: Oh, I got this fancy HDMI cable lately, and it's garbage compared to my old one. I just think that it just sucks. I suck. Everything sucks now. Everything
2: sucks, except for podcasting except with for your us. friends, right. baby. That's right. Yeah,
0: Bowls you guys are so sexy. And mics and all the good shit, man. Hey, at least we're hot and awesome.
2: Fucking a, man. Hell yeah. Well, it's always a pleasure to have you, in the bowl, dude. And <laughs> thanks for coming back. We appreciate you <laughs> hanging through some. Oh, f- for me, I just wanted to throw shit. A uh, rough level, night. level of technical difficulties, but we made it through, and yeah. uh, a great discussion as always, man. And uh, it's love, to have good you back. love you back. All good in the hood. All
0: good in the hood. I can't wait to come back. Have me back. I'll be back uh, as soon as you want me. As soon as you need me. Right on, man. Oh, we'll, yeah. we'll
2: Always keep you in the rotation here. Huh? in the bowl man.
0: Otherwise, you'll find me behind the schemes every Monday night at uh, let's see, was it 7 and 7:30 Western, 9:30 Central with Boo Berry and Quirkass if you came to join us behind the schemes.
2: That's com. we will get you right there. That's if right.
0: punching into your browser or badradio.live.
2: Badradio.live taking the live stream and mm-hmm. uh, always something great going on in Mondays. moan days moan mm, days behind
0: the schemes yeah thanks for having me you guys yeah. always a fucking pleasure
2: love it love you love the people the pleasure is all ours
0: who knew the pleasure is mine
2: <laughs> he's filled with pleasure we'll see all <laughs> you bowlers thanks for hanging out we'll see you uh next tuesday for the regular bowl after bowl uh Until then, I will remain Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City.
1: And I will remain Dame DeLorean.
0: Mm, And I remain lavish.
1: And until next Token Tuesday, Mayor Bowles burn ever brighter.
0: That was a big thing.
3: It's true! These people are sick. It's not racist,
2: it's a fact! Are you smoking marijuana? Ah! Uh... Excuse me, what? You <laughs> will do anything you want. Bowl after bowl till he's sick.
3: Bowl after bowl, doctor.